1: And Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, July 29th edition, 13-game slate on tap for you. Sorry, I've been gone the last couple of days, been dealing with a bad stomach bug. It's been uh, pretty miserable, so uh, recording late at night was not in the cards for me, so I apologize for that, but the Discord's been pumping, it's free. I'm in and out of Twitter, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick if you have questions there, but uh, sorry about that, back in action, here for you for your Friday slate, hopefully for more to come, but uh, it's a weird bug, I hope. Hope it uh, goes away for good here pretty soon. It's been a, a rough one indeed. Um, if you guys can give the podcast a rate and review on iTunes, I'd appreciate it. Or give the old thumbs up on YouTube if you're watching it there. Go check out Bench with Bubba coming at you twice this week. Bub in the backflip on Tuesday. Bub in the bloom on Thursday. Some good stuff there as well. But as I said, 13 games for you on this Friday. Big slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. Lots of aces to go through on this one. And your totals that are out so far recording a little earlier than usual. Royals, Yankees, 8. Phillies, Pirates, 8. Cardinals, Nats, 9. That's going to be a fun one to target with Annabelle Sanchez on the bump. Uh, Brewers, Red Sox, 9. Guardians, Rays, 6.5. D-backs, Braves, 9. A's, White Sox, 8. Mariners, Astros, 7. Dodgers, Rockies, 11.5. That should be a fun one. Uh, Rangers, Angels, 7.5. Twins, Padres, 7.5. Cubs, Gigantes, 7.5. So a handful of nines. got the 11.5 in Coors. Lots of fun there. Let's get to the pitching on this slate. Justin Verlander, 10-5, leads the way at home against the Seattle uh, Mariners, and Verlander's been great. You know, 30 or more points in three of his last four, 20 or more in five straight starts, and uh, seven of his last eight starts. He's just been a beast, strikeout machine, six-plus innings, usually uh, six or more Ks in every start. He's just been an absolute monster gets to face the Seattle Mariners who, you know, they're 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 good. They've been better than usual, but still striking out over 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching hitting 224 with a 104 ISO. So I have zero problem using Verlander if you want to pay up. No problem at all. It's a little tricky, though, when you got Garrett Cole at 10-4. Maybe Cole takes some ownership off of Verlander. But Cole at home against the Kansas City Royals. We saw Jamison Ty on slice and dice the Royals on um, Thursday night. No reason to not expect the same from uh, Cole, especially coming off his rough start against the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore after two just gyms against Boston and Cincinnati. Here he turns to a good old Yankee Stadium where he loves to throw facing his Royals team who strikes out 21.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching with the 125 ISO and 107 WRC plus this past month. So Cole, Verlander, great 1A, 1B combo. I think Verlander comes in lower owned, which gives him a bit of a boost to me. But if you're looking for the win, you got Cole versus Buick compared to Verlander versus Ray. You're probably leaning Cole for the wind department, 100 bucks apart. I just play the ownership game personally, but uh, both great plays in this one. Like, if we have enough value on the slate, you can play them both. That would be the cat's meow. But uh, with Coors in play, we'll see. But those two guys are elite. You got Brandon Woodruff at 10K. I like him a little cheaper, but he's facing Boston, who's struggling a ton right now. Uh, Woodruff's been great since coming back off the IL four or five starts since coming off the IL of 21 or more points. He's gone five or more in each start, three runs or less in each start. He's got you uh, eight or more Ks in four or five starts. has been very, very effective. Like I said, this Red Sox team's struggling. you got Devers on the IL, which is obviously no bueno. Over the last month, Boston striking out 26% of the time versus righties with a 152 ISO and an 81 WRC+. Uh, Bogarts had a three-run dong on uh, Thursday. That kind of helped them. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot going on with that offense. So Woody will be your contrarian play because if people are paying up, they're going Cole, they're going Verlander. So Woodruff, if you want to be really cute – like, I think you can be cute and go Verlander over Cole. You'll be really cute. Woodruff's your play at 10,000. Um, Cole and Verlander hit their their value for their price point much more often The Woody. But Woody, since coming off the ILs has been, like I said, a 20 plus point machine. He's been pretty damn good. He's even stuck in a 30 pluser in there. Uh, Boston's offense is better than Kansas City, kind of usually better than Seattle, but no Devers does take them back a bit. So Woodruff is very intriguing at 10,000. Definite pivot, like in large scale tournaments, you can pivot off a of Cole and Verlander with Woody in a heartbeat. In the smaller tournaments, you can go Verlander over Cole, or even Cole and be different elsewhere, and probably be okay. But Woodruff is a very intriguing option at that price point. You got Alec Manoa at ninety four hundred bucks. If you just want to say screw the ten K range, treat this like golf. Go. I'm just going straight to the nine K. You got uh, Manoa who's coming off three straight twenty two plus point performances, six innings or more, two run runs or less, six or more K's in all three of those starts at Boston, homers, Kansas City at. The Seattle Mariners. Now you get a Detroit offense that got shut down by Kikuchi, of all people, on Thursday. And they're striking out 25% of the time for his right-handed pitch with a 101 ISO, 212 average, 66 WRC+. So if you just want to say screw the 10K range, Alec Manoa at 94 is quite intriguing in this situation. Uh, very much an interesting play. Robbie Ray can be contrarian at 93. Houston's offense is very good, but Ray has been pitching pretty, pretty well uh, also, but Houston only striking out 19.6% of the time versus lefties this past month. 103 WRC+. plus They're not running the world, but they do have a, um, a 182 ISO, so some nice pop versus left-handed pitching. Ray's been good. I'd just rather go Manoa at 94 if I got a pick between the two. Shane Bieber is down to 8900 bucks at the Tampa Bay Rays. Bieber's coming off a rough one against the Chicago White Sox. Uh, prior to that, nine innings against the White Sox was great. Struggled at Detroit. It's been a road thing. Looking back at Beebs, at least his last few starts on the season, it's pretty much the same as his home start. So his last few road starts compared to home start, big, big difference. Um, at 8900 bucks, so you're getting a heck of a discount, especially against a depleted Tampa Bay team. with battling a bunch of injuries. They're striking out 23% of the time versus righties this past month. They do have a 267 average, 155 ISO, 125 WRC+. So it's not a, a walk in the park for Biebs, but intriguing at $8,900. You got Miles Mikolas, who the regression bug hit a bit in his last start, but his previous outings were okay. You got Washington Nationals, that's a struggling offense. I like the upside of Bieber more than Mikolas because beaver has got more strikeout stuff, but both are intriguing at eighty-eight and eighty-nine. It's a loaded slate, as I said, lots and lots of options on this slate. When you go down even farther, like I usually like Jeffrey Springs. I'm just not. He's not going deep. He's, he barely gets. He does not even get through five very often anymore, which really hinders things uh, when when it talks to to taking a picture here. For DFS purposes, and plus he's facing uh, Cleveland, who just they do strike out twenty three percent of the time versus lefties, and uh, with a point oh eight six ISO and seventy seven wRC plus, so that's tremendous. But Springs just isn't going deep in games. If I knew he'd give me at least five, I'd be a pump. But four and a third, four six innings, four and a third; um, those are his last four outings. He's just not going deep. When he goes five or more, he's getting you twenty plus points, so that's great. Like I said, if he give me five plus against this Cleveland offense, gravy. So in lar- again, in large field tournaments. I can see the appeal. Smaller tournaments, cash games, I'm probably just fading Jeffrey Springs. There is upside. I get it. But uh, the fact he's not going deep into games makes him very, very risky on this slate. Patrick Sandoval was pitching well until his last two starts. We're just going to kind of skip on that one for now. But uh, a few other options. Jose Quintana at 69. I'm just going to say this. He's at home against Philadelphia. Philadelphia just went to pound town on Thursday night. Quintana's coming off a seven shutout against the uh, Marlins. Struggled at Colorado, struggled at Milwaukee. Great at home against the Yankees. He's been very, very good at home this season. He's $6,900 against Philadelphia. Again, Philly, pretty darn good offense. Not going to surprise anybody with that comment, but they are striking out 20% of the time versus lefties. He's 156 ISO, 101 WRC+. So if you're looking to punt at pitcher, Quintana at 69 is interesting. Alex Cobb at 67 looked pretty darn good in his last outing. Only got you 10.8 points because they scored runs late on Cobb. He got screwed by the defense again. Start prior to that against Milwaukee was very, very solid. You got the Cubs, a team we love to pick on. Um, they are striking out 22.3% of the time versus righties this past month. So if you guys get some good defense, Alex Cobb will be just fine. So he's interesting at 67. I'd love to say Lance Lynn against Oakland, but Lynn's been so bad. But between Quintana, Lynn, Cobb, you have a couple punt options there if you need them. Otherwise, it's the big dogs. Verlander Cole up top. Woodruff is a very intriguing pivot. Alec Manoa at 94 is outstanding. That's a really good price point. Don't mind Robbie Ray in tournaments. You got Bieber and Mikolas at 89 and 88, like Bieber a little more, both strong plays. But then like, if you really want to get risky in a tournament with Springs, you can. But Quintana, Lynn, Cobb, that's where your value is going to be, and it's going to be a crapshoot, to say the least. All right, let's talk about bats on this massive 13-game slate for you. Uh, at the catcher's position, you got the likes of um, – save a few dollars, actually. Uh, Alejandro Kirk at 4700 buck. Go right back to Toronto against Garcia on this one. 4700 for Kirk is a good play. If you want to fade Bum, which is usually a very strong idea, William Contreras, who's quieted down a bit, is 4600 Um, So not a bad look there. Uh, cheaper options of 4k and below Danny Jansen at 4k. If you're not using Kirk Jansen, is just fine at 4k. I talked about him before written about him a few times this week. He's an option. Uh, Travis Note: if you're not using William Contreras, he's 3,800 for Atlanta. So a little cheaper piece of Atlanta is uh, a decent option as well. Going down to the low 4k's now, Max Stassi against Martin Perez. Stassi does hit lefties very, very, at least with power. Let me put it that way. He's never a batting average asset, but power GPPs. That's what you're looking for. So Max Stassi at 34, um gary sanchez i talked about as my gpp play, getting lefty snell snell's always good or bad gpp 101 gary sanchez at 33 is enticing i'd probably rather go Stasi, but sanchez has his uh, gpp viability at that price point uh, a couple others to peek at down here jose trevino versus Bubik is 3k that's not a bad uh, value for a piece of that yankees offense in a game where you'd think they'd get it going versus Bubik because Bubik just is not good he's not good at all it's amazing he's still uh He's still out there, which is pretty amazing to see. Other than that, uh, check your lineups. There'll be a few that pop up, but nothing too too crazy. First base position, you got Freeman and Coors at 58 against Chat Cool. Kuhl. Cool's been better this year, I'll say that much. But yeah, it's it's the Dodgers and Coors who when I started recording already had 11 runs. So you got that going for you. Uh from cheaper plays of Lanito at 56. I really like the idea of Matt Olson versus bumgarner Olson can hit lefties just fine. bumgarner sucks. Olsen at 52 is a nice contrarian play on the probably popular Freeman and, and Valito pieces of the puzzle. Uh, CJ Coors versus lefty Urias if you want to. I totally understand that. But uh, Rowdy Toledo after his double dong on Wednesday gets Bayo, who has just been atrocious since coming up to the bigs. He's great in the minors, not good in the bigs. So Rowdy Rowdy at 46 is quite a, interesting play. If you are fading Jose Quintana, Reese Hoskins at 42, is very good value. Same with Derek Hall at 36. He had another nice game. He's been sneaky, sneaky good. I always prefer Hoskins, but if you want to save some cash, Derek Hall at 36 does not stink. Um, Jose Miranda at 34 is outstanding. First base, third base, really crushing baseballs. Brandon Belt versus Strong at 32 is not bad either. I prefer Miranda more than uh, than Belt probably, but uh, both interesting plays. Uh, going below 3K, though, if Seth Brown is back from paternalist, which he should be, he's 2,900 versus Lynn, and the lefties have been crushing Lance Lynn. So that could be an extreme value with Seth Brown at 2,900, especially only in gbps though. Please do not use him in cash. Um, other than that, you know, Pascantino is going to get it going eventually. Maybe it's first Garrett Cole. I don't know. not going to. You know, put a bunch of money on that, but it'll be interesting. It's going to happen sooner or later. Oh, and uh, remember, St. Louis will be getting their guys back. So you got Goldie against Animal Sanchez at 59 hundo. Animal Sanchez is bad. Hashtag very, very bad. Second base position, um, you got Jose Altuve against Ray. I'd probably go Glaber Torres at 5K, which is wild to say. I could play Glaber Torres, but Glaber at 5K versus Bubik is pretty, pretty enticing. Uh, Ray Cronenworth at 45 has some upside there versus uh, uh, Joe Ryan. Um, Other than that, it's a very – not a lot of top-heavy plays here. Colton Wong at 38 against Bayo's got some nice value. Gavin Lux is too cheap in Coors. Second base outfield at 36 versus Chad Cool. Luis Rangifo has been hitting like third for the Angels. He had a triple in his first at-bat on Thursday. He's second base shortstop at 3,600 versus Martin Perez. So that is some decent value, actually, for his production, his spot in the batting order, things we're looking at for value. He kind of checks a lot of those boxes. If you are still attacking Lance Lynn, second base outfield eligible is Tony Kemp at $2,500. He's been um he's been actually sneaky good the last few games, so ride that bat while he's hot. Third base position for you. you got J-Rams always in play, but Austin Riley at $5,600 versus Mad bum. That stands out in a big, big way. I'm a big fan of that. Juan Moncada at 48 versus Caprillion. Moncada's been swinging it pretty well also, so jump on that train. Uh, a few others, Matt Chapman is hashtag in fuego, double-donged on uh, Thursday night. He is crushing everything. He's 4,400 bucks. Great play versus Car- uh, or First Garcia. Really good play there. Uh, Donaldson at 42 versus Bubik if you're stacking the Yankees. Otherwise, i just pit up for Chapman. Love the Chapman play at 44. Um, some other plays to look at if you go cheaper. I'm not an Alec Baum fan because he's not hitting for power, but he's hitting for average. So if you can get on and score some runs, it's not bad at 3,800 bucks probably more so in a stack. I'd rather go down to Jose Miranda at 34 for Snell and go that route, or even um, gamble on like a Bobby Dahlbeck or a Heimer Candelario in a tournament at 3K or 29. Just say, screw it. I'm going to go YOLO in a tournament. That's where I'd probably go uh, instead at that position. Shortstop, Trey Turner crushing it as always. You know, he's got Chad Cool at 56. Totally fine with that. Willie Adamas against Bayo at 54 is not too bad. Um, Bo Bichette at 52 hitting cleanup for Toronto is definitely in play, but there's some cheaper pieces of Toronto if you need it, but Bochette hitting cleanup obviously has hits appeal for you. But Dansby Swanson is only 5K versus Mad Bum. That is sexy. Yeah, Carlos Correa at 48 versus Snell, not too shabby either. So I like both of those guys if you want to save some money from the boys up top. Um, cheaper options, though, it's like so Louisa like, and Giffel, as I mentioned, at 3600 is not a bad value at second base or shortstop. But, yeah, it's as usual, it's a top-heavy shortstop position, so not too much we're running to uh, get excited about. Outfield loaded always. Aaron Judge versus Bubik just reaps of a double-dong night at 6,200. Mookie Betts and Coors is fine at 57. George Springer left Thursday's game with an injury, so keep an eye on that one. He's only 55 versus Garcia. If he's leading off, it's still fine. But if you're paying up, it's hard to avoid Judge in this matchup. Uh, Going to the low 5K range now, you got – Kyle Schwarber, it's lefty-lefty. I don't care. He's 53. He went deep again on Thursday. The dude's just unconscious, so he's worth a look. Uh, Chris Bryant and Coors at 51 against your eyes is okay, but I'd rather have Teoscar Hernandez at 5K versus Garcia. I like that tour going right back to Toronto. Kind of, They were mediocre at best on Thursday. They're, they're a very tilting team. They either go off or they don't. It's good for GPPs, so I'm a fan of that. I got McCutcheon at 47 versus Bayo. I can get behind that one. Andrew Vaughn at 46 versus Caprillion is also worth a look for you. Uh, Christian Yelich, he's leading off for Milwaukee at 45. If you're stacking Milwaukee, not a one-off. You have to be stacking Milwaukee to play Christian Yelich. Tyler O'Neill is only 4,200 bucks for his Animal Sanchez. I like that a lot. Uh, O'Neill swinging a really good bat since coming back from the from uh, the All Star break. So Tyler O'Neill at 42 does have some really nice appeal for you there. Uh, Ian Happ at 41, don't mind it as a one-off play. I'm not looking to stack against Cobb, but it's not too shabby. I heard a stat watching the Giants game when Jock, Jock Jams first at bat in the second inning tonight. I they told me I didn't realize it was that bad. He has not homered in the month of July, which is wild to hear. That's why his price tag is down to where it is now at thirty nine hundred dollars. Still always GPP relevant because he could double down at any moment. But that's crazy to, after that like month of June he had to have no home runs right now is pretty pretty crazy. Uh, I can still get behind Leodi Tavares. I liked him when he was cheaper, but thirty nine is not horrible. Uh, Gavin looks at 36 is still way too cheap. Like we talked about, you got Marcelo Zuna. He usually hits lefties well. He's 35 versus mad bum. He's been down this year, but still 3,500 bucks. So you're getting a value now on Ozuna. You can still double dong with the best of them. So keep him in mind. You got Cody Bellinger at 34 and Coors in a tournament. That's very viable. Um, few others down here. Um, uh, Grisham, maybe if you're desperate, but I'd rather go elsewhere. Uh, David Peralta at 3k as a punt. I could see it. Same with your at 3k. Both viable at the punt position, but there'll be some decent guys down here to uh, to get away with. Uh, like Adam Frazier, I'd rather go hit him at twenty eight hundred bucks. Uh, Trace Thompson, if he's starting for the Dodgers, we usually like him versus lefties, but if he's starting in Coors at twenty seven, that's a good value. Um, you can go that direction. Mentioned Tony Kemp earlier at twenty five; that's a really good value, second base and outfield. So I can get that one. Um, other than that, not a ton down here. Um, you'll find a few in line with like maybe Lars Newtbar crackslammy's cracks. Line, 2,100 versus Sanchez. Jake Lamp started on Thursday for the Dodgers. If he starts again on Friday. He's only 2,100 versus cool in Coors Field. So you'll get a few other cheapies if you really need them. Recapping your pitch and you got the big dogs up top, Verlander and Cole. Cole's in the better matchup, both elite plays. Verlander probably lower own. So I lean Verlander, both phenomenal. If you want to be very contrarian off the two and still pay up, Brandon Woodruff at 10,000 is outstanding. So I'm a fan of that. Um, Alec Manoa at 94 might be the best price point. You're getting a big-time savings here in a great matchup versus Detroit. So I like Manoa a lot at $9,400. Uh, Bieber and Mikolas in the middle. I prefer Bieber over Mikolas. Both could be in play for you. I uh, like Jeffrey Springs in large field tournaments. Just he doesn't go deep enough. I mean, you U.S. five innings, he's going to pay off that price point. It's just a question, a big if these days. And then if you're punting, it's going to come down to Quintana, Lynn, and Cobb. I go Cobb, Quintana, Lynn in that order. All have arguments for the good, all have arguments for the bad. So it's going to be a tricky one there. Watch the lineups, maybe watch the weather, like the chances of rain in Washington, which we always love the Washington people calling games the way they do. But if uh, that game plays, St. Louis stacked up against animal Sanchez is outstanding with Goldie coming back, Arenado coming back, O'Neill swinging it well and affordable. Lots of ways to go there with the St. Louis Cardinals bats. Um, I don't mind Philadelphia versus Quintana, not one of my top stacks on a slate of this magnitude, but it's definitely in play. The Yankees versus Bubik is awesome. I like Toronto a ton versus Garcia. Those are uh, expensive but good stacks. Milwaukee versus Bayo is very interesting because Bayo's just been so bad. So, and Milwaukee will probably get overlooked, I think, with some of these other big options out there. Love Atlanta versus Bumgarner. One of my favorite stacks right there. Um, White Sox are intriguing. They've been so bad, but I don't mind them versus Caprillion. Uh, there's other options on the slate, though. Dodgers versus Cool. Yeah, you can go there for sure. Um, the Angels, if they're as consistent, would be awesome versus uh, Martin Perez, but they're just not. So it's made, it's like some expensive stacks, which will make pitching decisions interesting, unless you find the values we talked about with the Seth Browns and the Tony Kemp's and some other guys. But love Atlanta on this slate. I think St. Louis is obviously good. Yankees are awesome. Toronto, you got your Coors action, Milwaukee. There's a lot to go off of on a um, a, a big old 13-game slate like this. So. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be fun to see what the lineups come out and look like. Uh, if you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at Trick. Join us in the free Fancy DJ's Discord. But i uh, going to be back again. Sorry, I've been dealing with a bad stomach bug. It's been sapping my energy amongst other things. So uh, uh, hopefully we're back in action and good to go going forward. But, man, that's the life. So good luck this weekend. I'll be back with you guys hopefully Sunday night for Monday's preview. But for now, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, Your Friday, July 29th edition. I'm out.